0: Baltimore sports and life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board like BSL on Facebook and follow BSL on Twitter.
1: Welcome in sports tonight. It's November 9th. I'm here with BSL mm-hmm. NFL analyst. It's the raft sit back for another week. Let's, uh, before we get into uh, week ten, let's look back to week nine. Uh, it started with Kansas City. Well, at least the Sunday action started with Kansas City over Miami in Frankfurt. Uh, if you got stood out for you there,
0: yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was an early start, but I actually caught pretty much all of the games, so it was it was pretty great. But uh, I was also shocked. I mean, just before we get into it, I was also shocked at how many Chiefs fans actually made the trip. I mean, the announcers kept trying to say, like, oh, there's a lot of Chiefs fans here in – like like they were Germans but Chiefs fans, and which I don't think was <laughs> – yeah. which I'm not saying there weren't, but I think there were a lot of Chiefs fans that actually did travel. Anywho, uh, what stood out for me was I was pretty impressed with how the Dolphins did climb back in that one. I thought they kind of got hosed a little bit on that uh, fumble uh, that was returned for a touchdown. Now, you could have made the argument that he didn't really have possession of the ball – Ah, uh, Tyreek Hill I mean uh, but you know whatever they didn't rule it a fumble at first so it has to be incontrovertible proof but I think the big thing that bothers me and this is it's kind of funny watching Mike McDaniel's offense because it's kind of the same thing I see with Sean McVay sometimes they'll ha- they'll be putting together a drive and they'll throw downfield a couple of times have a couple of good runs and then they'll do some kind of stretch play either with like a pass like like a parallel pass to the line of scrimmage or a stretch with the running back, and then they'll lose four yards. And all of a sudden, you've got a nice drive. Then all of a sudden, you've got second and 14, and then the drive can stall. Now, Obviously, against bad teams, the Dolphins can get away with that. But against good teams, you can't. And I I don't really know if there's anything that can be done with it. Obviously, I'm not in Mike McDaniels' head. But I always find that a little bit annoying. And that's when you see those types of McDaniels, McVay kind of uh, maybe to a lesser extent, a Kyle Shanahan offense, even though he does seem to go straight at people, that tends to happen. And what a lame way to end the game because I was really pumped up with that. And then when they had that fumble snap, you're we just like, oh, come on. Uh, the game ends that way. That was a bummer, but uh, entertaining. And, you know, kudos to them for climbing back in that one.
1: Saw Rex Ryan talking Monday about the. Uh Miami offense and looking at the disparate stats between their, uh, home and road, or uh, I guess neutral site, uh, games. And he talked about the difference of, uh, Miami's offense operating with a lot of motion and, uh, pre-snap movement and the difficulties of having that on the road with, uh, opposing crowd noise. So, uh, you know, something to keep in mind of Miami going forward, yeah. uh, kind of, a. uh, Fun little positive uh, story for the week. We did not I don't think when we uh, recorded last week, I don't think we had saw the Dobbs news uh, going from Arizona to Minnesota. We had talk, talked about when uh, they lost Cousins. But uh, Dobbs uh, pulled into immediate action there versus the Falcons. He leads uh, uh, the Vikings to a win over Atlanta. So do you like Minnesota currently to make the uh, playoffs at this point?
0: I do, actually. I mean, they're 5-4, and four, and just just looking at their schedule, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, they've got uh, – just looking forward, they've got the Saints at home, then at Broncos, the Bears at home, then their bye week, which is huge, then at Raiders, at Bengals, line, and then two games against the Lions sandwiched around a home game against the Packers. Uh, look, they're 5-4. and four. I think they're capable of winning five of those games, and ten wins will get you into the playoffs in the NFC. So – I think they're in excellent shape and what a performance by Josh Dobbs. I mean, would you consider him possible for like a comeback player of the year? I don't know if he really could because I don't know if he really
1: had that past resume, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to win that, but it is a, I mean, when you don't know the offense, you don't know the calls and you don't know your teammates, like you said, didn't know players names and they're like calling in plays and, you know, and like, I'm trying to think of what that must be like, even if you have game experience, you're a veteran like him. It's like, that's still quite a situation to be like, you know, pull just immediately in to, but I guess he was able to just kind of uh, react uh, there. I felt good for Minnesota. Uh, You know, it was a shame they lost Cousins. And I also agree. I think they're in pretty good shape for the playoffs now. And I – don't think it's out of the realm that they could possibly still win the division, uh, is which is, yeah, it's uh, they've, they've played their way into that conversation. At least uh, we got uh, Thursday night action right now. Uh, they getting ready to kick off that beautiful game of uh, Carolina and Chicago. Uh, so we'll see Bryce young this past weekend. We saw CJ Stroud put on a show in Houston as the Texans beat Tampa Bay, um, not going to fit Stroud for that gold jacket yet or completely bury Young. And it's certainly possible if their situations were, were reversed, their individual results to date might look different. But right now it looks like a brutal miss player evaluation for the Pampers. You know, and the worst part of it, you know what makes it look really bad
0: is the fact that Carolina traded up to get him and mm-hmm. they gave up some decent <laughs> draft capital and DJ Moore uh, now, they don't have a, next, a first round pick next year. But, you know, I think it's at this time that we got to, you know, stop a little bit and just pause. I mean, I can take you back to 2016. The Rams traded up. They got Jared Goff, and he was an absolute dumpster fire that first year. He looked lost. He did not look comfortable at all. And then they changed head coaches. And then two years later, he's in the Super Bowl. Now, say what yep. you want to. I mean, I'm a self admitted Jared Goff apologist, but it's now 2023, and he's still a starter in the league. So I mean, if you stink, you stink, and then a team's figure that out, and you're not going to get a starting job anywhere. So who knows? I, I think maybe it's a little bit too early to really pull the plug on him. I mean, I, I don't think you were s- suggesting that, but it just was. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it does look bad right now, but who knows? Maybe Frank is yeah. the guy.
1: You know, for him. Yeah, uh, looks bad right now, but it is a great point. It's nine. 10 weeks into the into their beginnings of their career uh young I kind of my always thought was uh I'm not sure what that second contract would look like but I think he can be a productive uh player in the first uh uh, you know first year it's always a reminder of like what these quarterbacks or any player really what system are they going into not just the players around them but the coaching and 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 the uh and the system Uh, and when you have the right fit and they can be immediately productive, it's like, uh, it it looks great. And when they come into horrible situations and when you're being selected first overall, you're probably walking into a, a a pretty horrible situation and and it it can look, uh, it can look rough. But for the record, I did like Stroud and I also liked uh, Richardson better than uh, 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 young as, you know, potential picks there, but We'll see. Uh, uh, I, maybe Young will. Uh, uh, Sunday was rough here with not a lot to uh, not a lot to think about. Maybe we'll see a better showing tonight. Chicago's in that nice uh, driver's seat, as you mentioned. They have Carolina's a uh, uh, pick. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fun for the Panthers tonight. Uh again, looking back this past week, Philly held on. They improved 8-1. Uh they as they beat their NFC East rival Dallas. Dallas, they got a huge gain from Dax and they dominated the yardage in the fourth, but they still lost. So we've talked about Philly's difficult upcoming schedule. Uh, you know, do you think the Cowboys can catch the Eagles here if you uh start looking out?
0: I mean, it's it's not over yet. I mean, the you know, listen. The Eagles are eight and one. The Cowboys are five and three. But we talked last week about the Eagles' really challenging schedule. I mean, they've, they're on their bye this week, which is great. But then they have at Chiefs, Bills, Niners at home, at Cowboys, and then at Seahawks. And then, but they get to close something with a little bit easier. They got two games against the Giants and then one against the Cardinals. But the giant, the Cowboys, excuse me, are a little opposite. They've got a pretty easy stretch coming up i mean giants at home at carolina commanders at home seahawks at home then they face eagles but then down the stretch it gets pretty tough they got they're at bills at miami lions at home and then at the camp commanders again so it's kind of like a little bit of an opposite situation like what the eagles have where they have a really tough stretch right now but then it gets easier whereas the cowboys have an easier stretch now and then it gets tougher so it's uh we could be you know in that last three weeks of the season we could see uh you know some pretty compelling matchups with they're not going to be playing each other but they're going to be in some must win situations so no
1: i don't think it's over for dallas and
0: i yeah. i don't think it was that bad of a loss
1: you know no, i mean it was it was division loss on the road that you played well and you showed and even though the cowboys are a couple games behind right now i do think they have a chance to uh uh you know, we'll see how the next month goes, but by the time they play again, you know, Dallas could be in position to, uh, you know, be pulling close to even Philly. You know, give them credit for being eight and one. Uh, you know, it hasn't been as pretty as last year, but they're eight and one. So, okay. and uh, defensive front seven still looks pretty strong. Maybe some questions in the secondary a little bit. Um, and you know with, with Dax the only thing I'll say is you know last week I, I think I said hey if you're going to be looked at as a you want to be looked at as an elite guy not just a guy you could win with you got to be able to win that game on the road well they certainly didn't lose because of him uh this past week that, that was a pretty strong showing from him uh so you know credit to him and we'll see what they can do over the next month to you, you know you want to if you're Dallas you want to be Winning each week and be able to put some pressure on Philly by the time the the Eagles come to Dallas for that uh, rematch. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Last game from uh, this past week, uh, Cincinnati beat Buffalo. Felt like the Bengals were in complete control there. Uh, Bengals obviously on the ascent. Buffalo looking vulnerable, especially with their defensive injuries that they've uh, sustained. I left that game thinking the Bengals are again uh, a real contender. Uh, and the Bills, I also kind of wondering if, if they're going to even make the playoffs at this point. What, what was your take?
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was looking at, I just sort of uh, was looking around today and I saw, according to the New York Times, the Bills only have a 47% chance of making the playoffs. I don't want to get all basilo because I like to crap on those percentage chance, those winning percentage chance you see during the games too. But uh, look, the the bills are, I don't want to say they're in trouble, but it's crunch time now. I mean, whatever you were doing, you got to get it together. Now, I mean, they've got some easy games coming up. Home against the Broncos and they're home against the Jets, but then they have the Eagles and then they're by, and then they've got some tough games down this, you know, at Chiefs, at home against the Cowboys, at the Chargers. I mean, right now, they're the first team out of the playoff bubble, and the it's kind of funny just looking into it as the, if the playoffs ended today, all four AFC North teams are getting in. A clean sweep in that division. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs>
0: I mean, they're going to have to – I think Cleveland's probably the best candidate to drop out as of right now. May, I, listen, with every week, I'm, I've i been wanting to hate on Pittsburgh, but if they keep winning, what can I do? I mean, they're just going to – I don't know how they're doing it, but they're doing it, and it's just it's that Mike Tomlin magic again, but – the Bills they are the first team out right now, but the Texans are playing well and the Chargers are – well, we'll get to them in a minute. But it just – its uh, they don't have a lot of competition behind them. And so they still have a very good chance, but, they, you know, they can't afford any more foul-ups. They can't – they've got four losses already and they get another few. It's – in the AFC, that's bad.
1: With the defensive injuries they've had and then you look at the offense, it, it just can't be Allen and Diggs. They've got to get some other – that's the,
0: in, that's what's injuries. bothering me. It's it's the offense that's the problem, really. I mean, the defense is okay. They're not doing bad even with all their injuries.
1: Uh, it, uh, to me, if like the Bills are going to make a run, it's it's they're they're going to get a couple other guys involved on the offense, and the offense is going to take off. And I, you know, I don't know if that, that's within them or not at this point. But if Allen gets hot, then they can still be you know, a viable playoff team and and a team that nobody would really like to play. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that's really the story. All right, let's get to week 10. Uh, A couple of interesting games this week. We'll look at uh, five quick hits from you who wins and why we'll start with uh, Houston at Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. I didn't have the Texans at four and four at this point. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty impressive what they've done. Uh, Look, I, I, This this betting line I thought was a little curious. I mean, the Bengals are favored by six and a half at home. Now I get it, they're at home. But listen, C.J. Stroud had what was the most passing yards in a game by a rookie last week, was 470 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, He has four 14 TDs this season, one pick. I mean, his stock couldn't be higher right now. Uh, But the Bengals' defense is second in the league in picks with 11 – even though overall they're not very good. They're really in the bottom half of the league in most of the categories. But And here's another wild card. Uh, Jamar Chase could be out this week. T. Higgins is already – I mean, it's sources say, but that means it's true. Uh, he's already been ruled out. He's not going to play. Uh, Burrow was pretty good at spreading the ball around against the Bills. I think it was like eight different receivers. The tight ends got into the game. but And, and they're doing well. Uh, it just – kind. Of, this is more of my – feeling here i mean after that big game i think that he's a rookie cj Stroud. i'm talking about uh i think he might you know come crashing down back to earth a little bit so my take here is that the bengals win but the texans cover so it'll be close yeah
1: i I, I think that's fair uh you know if you're since you want to deliver relatively quick ko you keep houston in that game you might get surprised uh uh, they are late, especially, as you said, since he's playing a couple guys uh, short, uh, you know, for the week. Uh, New Orleans at Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also thought this money line, this betting line was Vikings uh, giving up to uh, getting, you know, favored by two and a half at home was basically a pick on Saints defense. Hasn't been as I mean, they're still good. They're top 10. Uh in most categories i mean they're 17th against the rush but it doesn't matter because the vikings can't run the ball anyway uh the one thing that's given the saints decent problem is scrambling is running quarterbacks and josh Dobbs can do that um it doesn't look like justin jefferson's gonna play this week because it says like he you know he's gonna be brought off the injured reserve but uh he he says he's not 100 with the hamstring he's like i think he said something like 80 and he wants to be 100 before he plays which is fine because they've gone 4-0 and without him. And But the big key here is K.J. Osborne is in the concussion protocol. Who knows if he's going to play? T.J. Hawkinson has banged up ribs. Uh, I think this might come down to turnovers. I mean, as much as we saw good things out of Josh Dobbs last week, he did have some fumbling issues. Uh, I'm going to go with the road team here. I like the Saints. Uh, on the road. To the- I think it's a
1: sneaky uh, important game for uh, both teams. Uh, yeah. Both teams there. So yeah. Uh, one of the more interesting games of the week, you got San Francisco traveling to Jacksonville. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because it's rare that
0: you see a game with both teams coming off a of Uh So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. And Chase Young's going to be making his Niners debut. I really would have liked it better if this had game, this game had been in uh, Santa Clara and in Nor- in NorCal. I think that would have been a cooler way for Chase Young to be uh, fit into the Niners defense because then you get the crowd into it and that, that really helps defensively when you're at home because then you can start ganging up and you get the team then you- it becomes like shark-, shark feeding frenzy type of a thing, especially with that pass rush. But Uh, listen, I think what's going to come down to is I think Travis Etienne is the star of that offense, uh, the Jacksonville offense and the Niners are really good against the run and they haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher in 35 straight games. Uh, I mean the three game losing streak aside where they've all of a sudden become susceptible to giving up big plays. The Jags are going to get some guys back on defense. Brock Purdy is, uh, uh, has been struggling lately and it's kind of another strange betting line. The Niners are favored here, two and a half on the road. So
1: this is my quote unquote upset of the week. I, I like the Jags in this game. Uh I like the Jags overall, like, you know, at this point expecting them to win the South. And I think if they get to the playoffs, Lawrence gives them a, a you know, a chance, a puncher's chance versus most teams, but uh San Francisco, you know, both teams coming off the bye, as you said. San Francisco, if they lose this game, though, I'd be pretty disappointed in the Niners. Maybe that's just me sticking to my overall point. Me where too. I, I, I feel like San Francisco healthy is the best team I've seen. So, uh, yep. you know, time to show it, 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 it you know, uh, coming off the bye and, and going and facing a good team in the Jags. So we'll see what happens there. Uh Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens smacked uh, – the Browns around in Cleveland earlier this year. Cleveland does have a good defense, and they have Watson back for whatever, whatever that is worth. Uh, who wins here? <laughs> it's funny. I used the same verb when I in my notes.
0: I said Baltimore smacked uh, the Browns 28-3 on October 1st. I just don't trust Deshaun Watson, especially against the Ravens. D. I mean, they're league, leading the league, 35 sacks. Uh, Baltimore's only allowed nine offensive touchdowns. All season, uh, I mean, do does the does the Ravens have a running back now? I mean, Keaton Mitchell. I mean,
1: who knows? Yeah, it might it might, ha- it might actually have a a couple. A nice thing about Mitchell, besides him showing like speed and burst and production, was like it just gave him another another option because they they haven't piled too many carries on Gus Edwards, who has been productive, but. You know, the worry I had was like, if you lost one more, <laughs> one more guy, it's like, w- w- where are we going at, at at that point? And Mitchell, his speed, it kind of just seemed like it unlocked the offense as a whole. So yeah, you
0: know. <laughs> it I mean, took a little pressure off Lamar Jackson too. I mean, this is a pretty challenging stretch for the Ravens. I mean, they got this game on Sunday, and then four days later they got the Bengals, I and mean, that's that's this is the season right here. This is this is big. So I think you're going to see a pretty determined – I mean, they're going to have to, you know, come out guns blazing winning both of these games. So uh, I do like them, though, at home. I think they even – I think they cover. They're favored by four and a half. Uh, yeah, I just – I like think the the matchup of the Ravens D against the Browns offense is too much.
1: As you said, all four AFC North teams currently would be making the playoffs. Uh the Ravens had all of their games on the road, uh, versus division earlier in this year, now get uh, those games at home. Um, you know, Cleveland, I, I think they're, I, I'm a little worried maybe the Ravens looking ahead to Cincinnati, uh, you know, possibly getting caught off there, but you know, uh, at home, I would expect the Ravens to, to win this game, and if they get out early, it's going to be, it's going to be a route, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um last game of the week for you. We'll head out uh to LA, Detroit visiting uh the Chargers.
0: Now this actually might be a Chargers home game. I know technically, <laughs> yes, they're in SoFi Stadium, but we'll see. I don't know how many uh Lions fans are living in Los Angeles to begin with. And I don't know, well, who knows? It is getting to be that time of year. They might some people might fly out for the uh, warmer weather. It's supposed to be nice this weekend. Uh, anywho, but the Lions are coming off a bye and they're they're gonna get some uh key starters back this week. Uh David Montgomery is supposed to be back. Uh a couple of offensive linemen, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow are supposed to be back. I mean, getting Montgomery back is huge, especially since Jameer Gibbs has been pretty good in his absence. So you got like a really nice combination there in the uh background, in the backfield background, in the backfield uh listen the it's what's kind of funny is that the last time the lions played a game uh their opponent's head coach was fired and people have been clamoring for uh Brandon staley's job uh if they lose this game especially if they lose bad at home I don't think I don't think they'll actually fire him but it would be actually pretty interesting to see if that happens because he seems like he's on a short leash if you talk to a lot of people around the, a league or follow the coverage that people are not happy with him so if they If they get their doors blown off at home, which I think they will lose uh, because the Chargers' defense can't stop anybody. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, overall, they're 30th in the league. They're, They're last against the pass.
1: Ugh. I mean, that's- if Staley gets. If Staley gets through the year, I, I can't imagine him being back next year. I can't. I, do you find anybody supportive of him? I mean, his name comes up all the time. People are just like, eh. uh, his, his seat's hot, man.
0: Yeah. His seat's yeah. hot. Like, and now you're yeah. seeing, like, you know, we're gonna start. If we see any story about like anybody upset in the locker room, he's done because that means that the, the team <laughs> yeah. is trying to put it right. out there to like, you know, sort of soften the firing, even though I don't think anyone would be surprised if he does get fired, it wouldn't be uh, that big of a deal. Who knows? He may be one of those guys that's better suited to be a coordinator. You know, someone like, uh, well, I don't want to say Nathaniel Hackett, that's just mean, but I mean, it's because <laughs> they, they did make the playoffs, but it was just, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, his, his stock is, is very, very low. And again, we said it before. He was brought in as the defensive Wonderkind, and they're just god awful on defense. And you can't say that they don't have talent because they do. So I, I like the Lions here on the quote unquote on the road. We'll see. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure what's
1: going to happen with the Chargers going forward, but, uh, you know, that's their problem, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Sid Seraf. You can follow him on X at Real Sid Seraph. Uh, X. Come and join the oh, X. Yeah. I don't know what I. Quit. What did I call it? I'm sorry, I'm getting yeah. old. Uh, but you can follow us uh, at the site Baltimore Sports and Life.com. Uh, come join me back next week to uh review and get on to week 11. The year is just flying by already. Okay. Yeah, it is. Here we go. Take care.